Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast with your host and co-founder of Dope Black Woman, Rashan Roberts. Today I'm going to be exploring feminine energy. That's what it looks like, if it's progressive, and how we can tap more into it if we want to. And my guest for this conversation is Andrea, who is a feminine empowerment coach and speaker, aka That Goddess Energy on Instagram. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. I I was saying to you before we started recording that I'm really excited to have this conversation and this has been like topics that I've been talking to amongst my friends, especially the ones who are really interested in intentionally dating, like over across the next, like the next few years. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But like all of our um, all of our episodes, we always start the podcast by asking our guests, what makes you a dope black woman? I love it. Um, you know, I think the fact that for me personally, the deepest thing that I think I'm most proud of is that I've been able to really look at myself over the course of my life and and improve myself in a real way. And I'm not talking about, you know, material or physical things, even though that's part of it. I'm talking about real Mm self-reflection. And I think in doing that, it's led me to so many great things, like to you, this conversation here. So yeah, I think for me, that's what it is. And and in doing that, it's allowed me to help lots of other women as well. So yeah, that's what makes me a dope black woman. (laughs) (laughs) You ended it like, <laughs> um, I, I love that. Like you're, you have a journey of being introspective of yourself and being accountable for people who are listening, who are thinking, I didn't really like look inwards to myself. What does that look like practically? Because for me, yeah, I had to do this thing with my friends, but I will check in with them like, every three to six months and just say, how am I doing as a friend? Like, do you need any, what feedback do I have? What can I do better? What What am I doing that, what am I doing currently that actually works that you that you want me to do more of? Do you get what I mean? Like, I always ask for feedback mm. in that way. And I feel like when people say to me, like, oh, I didn't like when you did X, or if I can feel someone's energy or vibes up is up, I'll just ask, like, have I done something to offend you? And I feel like doing that has helped me mm. to then look inward, to then be like, okay, these are some things that, I can have a conversation with myself about about if it's something I need to change or improve. And then once I've had that conversation, maybe implement it. Mm. But I feel like when I was younger, yeah, <laughs> that would not happen at all. If someone, <laughs> if someone was like, oh, the way you said that was rude. And I wasn't trying to be rude. In my head, I would just be like, whatever. Okay, yeah. 
Like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm older, I realise how important it is to actually listen to when people tell you things and make your own decision and have your own understanding of whether or not you think it's true and then, like, move forward. So um, for you, how do you do that? I think that's fantastic, by the way, what you do about having that structured check-in. I think that's really powerful, like, in, in a friend group. So that's something I'm going to take from this. But um, I think that um, it's really all about just looking at feedback in general. So I think one of the most powerful ways that I've been able to really adjust and self-regulate, it's like the same thing, regularly looking at what are my results? Like what's the feedback I'm getting from life? Like what are the things I need to change based on the areas that I'm not so comfortable with Mm -hmm. or perhaps how somebody's uh, treated me? Like I think, you know, like you said it's very easy and quick for us to often be like oh this person did me wrong I've been hurt (laughs) and like we're good at that aren't we women we're good at that you know and but the (laughs) truth yeah it's, it's like and don't get me wrong you know people don't treat each other well men don't treat women well women don't treat men well whatever but the point being it's not to say that there's never a situation where somebody's done something wrong to you but it's like what were the conditions that allowed this situation to even materialize yeah people just don't just drop out of the sky and 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 come and land on your doorstep and abuse you you know what I mean and if they do I mean like okay then but then you it wouldn't really hurt to the degree that it that it hurts when it's somebody that you you've invested time into that you care about to some degree Mm -hmm. so I think that really understanding what were my actions that allowed this to be in my life because there's always a breadcrumb trail always when women try and say or men oh this person just started acting out of nowhere they did this I'm always like was it really out of nowhere though I don't believe it was yeah so moving more on to um feminine empowerment and femininity I wanted to kind of understand your own journey of how you got to where you are now of actually being a feminine empowerment coach. Uh, So it does, it's something that just happened. (laughs) Like, first of all, let me say, I always tell people, you know, it's not like I didn't set out, like, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to, you know, that was not my intention. I just made a page because I reached a point in my life where I wanted to clear out uh, space and, you know, a few things had happened in my life. Uh, I traveled, I had to come back to the UK. So I was living abroad and then I came back to the UK and I left a relationship abroad, a friendship as well. Um, so there was, it's like a, a perfect storm really for, and then lockdown, of course. So perfect storm for me to really just have my time to reflect and look back. And, you know, I think we do this periodically in life. There will always be times of like accelerated growth, but my most recent period of accelerated growth was, uh, couple of years ago a few years ago now um and then in uh from that I just had a clear out of people clothes everything you know and my digital space was one of them because I realized you know I really don't want to be consuming crap looking at some of the people that I'm looking at hearing the things I'm hearing Mm -hmm. all of that has contributed to some of the areas in my life that I want to improve seeing certain things and and uh, aligning myself with certain energies even down to the way that I'm uh, dressing I'm the same person but it's like I want to project something that suits me mm-hmm. um, so all of that sort of uh, happened at the same time and then in doing that I created my page just as an outlet for me to make sure that I'm on track with my thinking and who I'm what I'm consuming but also what I'm giving out because I thought it became sorry it became important to me to not only just consume but also to put out what I felt 
was something that was good for me, mm. but also something that I thought was just good in general, whatever. Um, so that's how that came about. And then in doing that, as time went on, people were like, oh, could you coach? And I was like, could I coach? Yeah, all right. <laughs> so I did. And, um, you know, it's been a blessing, really. I've met so many amazing women and I'm so grateful for everything I've learned from them mm. as well as what they've uh, learned from me. So, yeah, coaching is great. It's a symbiotic kind of thing. Um, really love it. But it's not something that I'm not a career coach. You know, I'm just somebody that coaches as and when I feel like I have a desire to and a pull with a particular person. Yeah um yeah so me for me my thing is more just I love to speak I love to chat I love to write so I I like to put out my you know posts and I write things and this is something I'm doing in the future as well putting out some you know little books and things like that so yeah that's that's how I got here in a nutshell yeah it sounds really organic which is good because I always think those things tend to sort of like have more longevity because it comes from a place of passion and, and like there's a real story attached to it as you just shared with us and, you know, that that goes against so much conventional knowledge, which is another thing I like to, to tell women. And I think as women, it, it kind of affects us more, this uh, manner of doing things. Like, you see, in my opinion, there are two real main ways to get things done, two ways to skin a cat, so to speak. And we are taught, you know, collectively, just as people in society, that the only way to get things done is the masculine way. What is the masculine way? I mean, like... You have a plan. You map out everything. You measure the budget. Because that's how it feels. (laughs) You know. She said, she said, you have a plan. You have a plan. You map out the budget. (laughs) It's all very, you know, but that is so valuable in so many ways. But that's not always the way that that things flow. And I think that especially for uh, women that are leaning more into their feminine anyway, if you try and approach most things in your life that way too dominant that way you're putting the cart before the horse because you're not allowing yourself to sort of find the right way you're so busy trying to like force the way and I think that happened to me in my life and the best things that I've I've got from my life is when I've allowed the plan to follow where I was being led like intuitively rather than the plan first this is what I'm going to do and there are no deviations and this is how it's going to work and three months time you know all of that <laughs> it's funny because this sounds like me in my head like I'm telling you before <laughs> yeah and and there's nothing wrong with it as I say it's good we need plans I'm not trying to say have no plan and float through like do 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 it's gonna no but the problem is for me and for a lot of my life, I thought that that was the the way to do things. And then I'd sort of try and force spirit and intuition and all of that to follow my plan, mm. you know, and that's not how I experience life. I experience it the other way. You get the download, you get the vision and then the plan and your mind is meant to help to support that. You're not meant to force your path to be what your mind is saying do you know what I mean yeah yeah and you kind of touched on masculine energy a tiny bit just then 
But like just with this conversation, what do you think feminine energy is? Like, what does that mean to you? And also, how does it look practically? And obviously, you don't, you don't have to reel off like a hundred examples, but maybe you're just like five. How does it look, look practically? Because there might be some people listening who haven't heard of these terms in the way that we're talking about them now or don't understand the difference between feminine and masculine energy in a really like linear way. Um, I feel like this, that would be important to like, set the tone of the conversation. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that with these kind of terms, there's a big difference in the way that they're communicated by different people, especially like online. Everyone's got a you know something to say, and I think a lot of the time, feminine, femininity, and masculinity are both conflated with sexuality, like feminine sexuality, masculine sexuality, seduction, all of that. So a lot of the time, these are the kind of ways that people are measuring what that means. But in my opinion and the way that I've experienced this from what I've read and what resonates with me um feminine energy and masculine energy the best way I can put it is just two different approaches to life two different approaches to getting the same thing two different ways of moving do you see what I mean so when I just talked about um like the intuition versus the the rational logic to me that's a really good way of putting it you need both to function in this world really you do, you need both. And depending on how you get things done best, you might lean more one way. Some people are very logical. Most, you know, men, generally speaking, tend to lean more into that kind of way of thinking. Women, the other. So for me, that's a good way to for people to understand what I mean when I'm talking about it. Um, and why I think that it's important for you to be in, aligned with whatever it is that you are. So you could be a woman who's really masculine, then just because you are a woman, don't try and force into the feminine if you feel like you lean more towards masculine then you need to be doing things predominantly in a, a linear direct rational uh logical fashion you see what i mean whereas the feminine it's more like how can i say freedom slash chaos when i say chaos i don't mean crazy i mean like intuitive led by something that you don't know if you think of a melody or you're writing a song and a melody comes to you where does it come from it's not logic it's not you saying I'm going to go do it no you're not thinking but something still comes to you so for me that's like the feminine guidance whereas the the masculine guidance you'll be thinking right I'm going to do this 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 and then I'm going to get that result both are so valuable I think what you said just then is really interesting especially because there was something I was going to come on to later, but you kind of just cleared it up because I feel like when you use terms like feminine and masculine energy, especially in a world where a lot of people might identify as like non-binary, it kind of feels like that conversation doesn't apply to them. But actually what you're saying is feminine and masculine energy are, are basically just terms. They're just broader terms. And it's less about gender and more just about the way you show up or view the world. And, and even what you were saying about, you know, some women show up as masculine, some women lean more into masculine energy. And if they do, they should actually continue to do that. I think that's really interesting because I don't think I said it on the podcast, but before we was recording, I was talking to you about when I first got in contact with you and there was a lot of conversation going on around like feminine and masculine energy. I didn't really know or or have a like definitive opinion on where I stood with that. And I think it was because a lot of the people I saw online were like, women need to be more feminine. Women need to be like this. Women need to be like that. So I really appreciate that you're actually like, actually women just need to be or people just need to be whatever is natural to them and enhance that more. I think that's really important. Exactly. I do too, because all of that and narrative, and that's one of the reasons why there's a whole sphere of like internet that I'm just like, I really, I really can't because it's just 
another way to be little people. Like all of that, you know, you need to this, you need to that. Look, I have a whole platform dedicated to trying to tell women to like, you know, just tap into your feminine energy. But that's because the women that come to my page are naturally more feminine and they want to do that. So I'm not going around to other people and saying, hey, you need to do that. Like, it, And many things can whack you out of alignment. Trauma can do it. Um, a, re a bad relationship can do it. So many things can knock you out of your natural good space. So I think that, yeah, it's just about knowing what that is. And the re you can know what that is by how stressed you feel, <laughs> how tense you feel, how out of control you are feeling. That's how you're going to know whether you're in alignment or not. Like if you speak to a man who is naturally more in his masculine and you tell him, oh, yeah, you're going to like don't have any plan for anything, just go with the flow, that's going to stress him out. Do you know what I mean? And it's the same thing with women. I think a lot of us feel like we need to force ourselves to do life in a way that makes sense for people that are not like us. Like we don't have to do life like that. And that's what I want people to understand. You can still achieve, you can still do everything you want to do, but you don't have to do it in this bogged down, stressed out, hard back kind of way. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned trauma response because I did an episode with my friends at the start of this year, I think. And it was about like, so I'm 26. It was about like turning 25 and like how we feel like we view the world differently now. And we kind of had this realization on the podcast where we was like, we built ourselves up to be this like strong, independent woman and we do things for ourselves and blah, 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 blah. And there was two of us on the episode in particular and I was one of them. And we kind of had this realization that this idea that we had about not really caring that much if we had children, kind of wanting to be that rich aunt vibe. It wasn't actually true to who we was. It actually wasn't true. It was actually a, it was actually like a wall we put up to not have to tap into that vulnerability that we spoke about earlier of being in those sort of relationships because we grew up seeing like a single woman household of a mum who didn't maybe tell us this stuff. We just internalised that the fact that they could do it all themselves, that we could do it all ourselves. Mm. I feel like my approach to dating up until my last relationship was in a very masculine way. So like when I was younger, if I was to go on a date with a guy, I would pay for the date or I would like go halves on the date. And part of that came from a trauma response. It was a need to feel safe because before I, I kind of viewed that like some men look at things transactional, well, some men look at things in a transactional way. So I was like, well, if I pay for it or if I do that, I have more control over the situation. But actually now I'm older, it's actually about me making a better decision of the men I'm with and the men I'm choosing to spend time with and date, yeah. so that I'm not dating someone that has to even make me second guess or question if that's their sort of, you know, weird second agendas. And I feel like in my last relationship, the need to like go from masculine energy to feminine was really like, it was really prominent because I remember we, the only thing we really argued about was actually money because he was in a position, I, I worked and I, I look after myself, um, and he was in a position and also wanted to look after me and care for me. I think he saw me and was like, this girl works so hard. I see how much time she puts into her family, into this, into that. I want to, I just want to support her. And I, I rejected that a lot. I rejected it a lot. Like, so what I used to do with him was he would pay for a date and then the next day I would pay for it. And it really used to annoy him because he's like, just, just let me be me. Do you get what I mean? And at the time I was in therapy um, and it was nothing to do with that, but it's sort of interlinked, which is where I understood this need to be, um, to feel safe and to, to be safe. 
Um, and I had to do this thing with him where I basically used to never use my card. I mean, I got out of it. I, I, I was fine now. By the end of the relationship, I was fine. I lost my card for like six months at one point because <laughs> he would pay for everything right. and it was fine. But it was You're like, right. it took me so long to get to that point of being like, let me allow this man to be a man or what he, his version of a man is. Mm. And I feel like that was kind of a really easy example or clear example or depiction to understand where like two masculine people in a relationship can sometimes clash. But I'm sure there's probably other examples that I just haven't even been aware of that I've played a part in. Do you get what I mean? Everything you said is is why I think women need to really understand what you give out is what you're going to receive. So understand that if you are not coming with a certain energy, chances are you're not going to get a certain energy back because it's like we need that balance. So how you choose to put yourself forward is going to help a lot in terms of dictating the sort of man that's going to be around you. You know what I mean? And and mm. I think that's why it's it's really important for us to, to, to get that. Because a lot of us, we are upset that, you know, we want to be with a man who looks after us, who isn't good to us and soft with us, but we're not allowing that. Um, so yeah, I think that like that understanding is key. And there's nothing wrong, as I keep t- telling people, with what somebody wants. Some people don't want a man who's going to pay for them and look after them and things Mm. like that cool but if you do then know what's gonna make him feel good and and make a man who wants to do those things want you Mm. so if you're someone like me or like my friend then whose approach to dating is like similar to what I was talking to you about before the start of my last relationship how do you um, and also if you're someone who wants to tap more into your feminine energy how do you think you can make that transitional? Like what some practical things we can do to show up more on our feminine side? If there's someone who actually, we show up a lot in masculine energy, but we actually do want to tap more into our feminine side. The first thing is always going to be the inner stuff. Trying to think that you can just slap on some makeup and, you know, all of that, like you'll still attract the same kind of guys. Like You might, you know, it might not seem like it, but you will still, if you haven't done the stuff, you know, the accountability, looking at your past relationships, mapping out the things that you liked and the things that you didn't like, and then trying to really understand what happened, reverse engineer, like what led up to these situations. You can do this on your own. I would always say it's best to have like, some account like an accountability partner whether that's a friend whether that's a coach whether that's a group so many of us we never had the kind of guidance the kind of teachings the kind of you know just another woman to be like hey this is how it feels and or this is how it it should feel when you're dating a man or this is what it looks like many of us like you touched on before we come from single parent homes or so many various different things or even just homes where our mothers or fathers were just not treated the way that they should be so there's mm, this big didn't gap even see love that's it so there's a huge mm-hmm. gap and that's why like pages like mine it's like who am i i'm just somebody who actually is interested enough to want to share some of the things that I think are important and that I've learned and that can help people, help women to to get that knowledge because we didn't have people sitting down with us and telling us these things. And we should. These are things that I think, you know, as a mother, as a daughter, even a father, it's like you need to give people a framework of how to get what they want out of a relationship. And we don't have that. So yeah, 
a coach, a friend group, or whatever. But you need to really dig deep and really look at your past, what you've seen, you know, what are the reasons, what, what you think is normal is what I'm trying to say, you know, like, because we think certain things are normal until we really sit down and think, okay, this, I might think this is normal, but is this what I want to replicate? Because most of the time, when we go through traumas or whatever, or our family, most people just recreate. That's why it's so important to have a they good... repeat the script. Yeah, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. that is what most people do. So to break out of that, it's only a specific set of people that are able to do that. And to do that, you really need to look at what you've been brainwashed to think is normal, then look at what you want to achieve and th- sort of cross-reference. <laughs> like, okay, is that going to get me that? Is this behaviour leading to this what do I need to do and change to make sure that I'm creating the space in my life and the right kind of conditions in my heart to allow what I want to come to me doesn't mean that this will come to you next week nobody can tell you that you're going to get a man who's going to do this and that for you if you do this that's something people do I disagree with it because all you can do is create a good space for somebody what they do or what their timeline or God's timeline for them outside of that is none of us know. But you need to create the right foundation to even have a chance for that to happen for you in the future. So the inner stuff, I think, is really key. Therapy, if you haven't done it. Therapy, friends, accountability, coaching. Just do what you need to do for a few months. You know what I mean? And set that foundation. Yeah, I think that's all really tangible, actually. Because when I was in that relationship, I was in therapy for something different. But being in therapy helped me to understand why I was showing up in that way. And if I had gone to a friend, a friend might have been like, and this is just an example, a friend may have said something like, oh yeah, just just, just sit in pace, see how you feel. But actually talking to someone who is an expert, talking to a therapist helped me to not just be like, yeah, just let him pay. But actually, but what is the reason why so that I don't have to keep repeating this in other areas? Do you get what I mean? Because when I was able to identify that actually it's not about letting him pay, it's actually about this need for me to feel in control all the time. Well, actually, how does this need for me to feel in control all the time show up, not just in relationships, but in my day-to-day life? And I was able to unpack so much different stuff, like, you know, for example, even things like as triple as when I go on holiday with my friends, which is something we do a lot, I like to lead and plan everything. I'm naturally good at that. So it doesn't feel weird that I'm the person doing that. However, the reason why I feel like it's important for me to do that is because I then feel safe because I know exactly when everything's happening, nothing's going to surprise me. And I think that's just where it's just come from. But it's just manifested like everywhere. <laughs> so now it's about me as an adult, like being practical about things and trying to not allow like childhood trauma to, to dominate the way my life is. Do you get what I mean? Like, so I, like, for example, I went on a holiday in May with my friends and I was like, oh, you plan everything. <laughs> I said, when we get there, you plan everything. You sort out everything. I'm having a, an event at my, not an event, but I'm having like a few friends around my house in a, in a, in a few weeks time. And I said to my friend who's coming, you sort out everything. You, you plan everything. And that these are things that for me, it takes a lot to do. But I'm really trying to allow my friends and people around me to just do that. Because actually it's helping me to grow and, and, and take this, I need to protect myself at all times and this big strong armour off. Mm. And also mm-hmm. in a way, for me, it feels like I'm tapping more into the feminine energy by letting somebody else lead. Even if in that scenario, it is a woman. Mm. Do you get what mm. I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You know, that's what it's about, really. It's about being able to consciously try and change the things that are unconscious for us. As we get older, that's our big task in life. We're trying to change the things that we don't like about those subconscious imprints from the past. And and it takes 
work you know it does it takes you really making an effort to push past your comfort zone so it doesn't just drop out of the sky so yes it is going to be tough when you want to change anything about yourself as an adult you know childhood stuff is like notoriously difficult to unpack but the good thing is that it's very possible and doable and you'll make amazing changes and strides in a short space of time if you're if you're intentional and you know that there's no way that you're going to stay the same because that's not what you want for your future I think you have to reach that point as well of knowing that like come hell or high water like I'm not going to play out this track for the rest of my life then it's inevitable that you will you'll overcome it yeah I feel like something we can both agree on um just based on things that you said is that black women are multifaceted and they do have different layers and different ways to like show up um but there was a quote that you put on your Instagram that it really made me just go into deep thought and I just want you to kind of unpack where you was coming from when you put it up which was you don't have to be masculine to be a strong woman yeah that one there was like a lot of people like that because it's like actually oh yeah what do I think of when I think of a strong woman some ball busting you know bolshy like and carry all the bags from the shopping upstairs herself oh yeah (laughs) tie flyer but you know all of that and and that's the what we've been told we don't think of like the mother do we we don't think of like the, the kind woman who's doing charity work we don't think of anything like that we don't think of the woman in like a really happy and loving uh, uh, marriage or relationship when we think of a strong woman we think of some woman on her own like just driving on through life and that is all good if that's what you want but again just want women to reframe their idea of what strength looks like because we've been force-fed this idea of masculine strength being the strength that we should aspire to like you know be more like a man to be respected to be liked to be to move ahead in whatever you want to do I think a good way of looking at things is like the, the influencer versus the director both get the job done like they do like anybody can tell you that it's just the manner in which it's done that it's, it's different between the director, which would be more like the masculine versus the influencer, which would be more like the feminine. And you can see the difference in the energy between those two things. And I think I just want women to understand that. Yeah. I was talking to a friend recently because I, I was watching something on YouTube, which was sort of linked to the idea about femininity, but it was more just about like dating and stuff. And my friend was saying an issue that she has at the moment is that she's good, that she has a good job, she has a car, she has her own mortgage. Like, she's healthy. Do you get what I mean? And she said that out of, like, those things, when she meets a guy and she's getting to know someone, the moment they know that she's bought her own house or the moment they know that she's she's really got her own self, it's like they just they just fade away. They become intimidated. She was, just, she was basically bringing the conversation to me and asking for my opinion. And I was like, you know what? Let's just pause this conversation. I'm going to talk to someone about this on the podcast and then we'll come back to it and see what we think. But what do you think about those dynamics? Because my friend's not the first person I've seen experience this I've been online and seen lots of people talk about it as well this idea of men being intimidated by successful women especially if you're a woman who might be able to tap into your um, masculine energy more but you actually want to show up in feminine how do you navigate situations like that um number one like why do they even know that like I would say what where, where are you at in the like why is that coming up I don't know I can't imagine I feel as though it's just it's not information that necessarily needs to be shared that freely like people don't need to know about whether your mortgage or your 
job and to, to that degree just get to know somebody without that so I'd say that first of all just on a practical level stop talking about it um and then I would say as well it's a sign that you need to upgrade if you're constantly uh encountering a, a man you sat for that one it's it it's true because I mean for a man to be intimidated that you have a house and like a car and a, and a decent job it's like these are like the base standard not like having a house and a car but I just mean the fact that you're able to look after yourself and put food in your stomach and you're okay this is like kind of base level of no no man who's like moving forward in his life is going to be worried about that it's a, it's a sign that you're still dealing with the kind of man that you probably were dealing with before those things or I don't know but it's like to me it's a sign that you really need to start looking outside whatever you're looking at um I without knowing these people it's hard for me to really understand what's going on but I would say that yeah like you need to start opening up your your eyes to really look at a different Mm. caliber of man if that's the case um but I will say like just as a last point um it is a thing. The more successful women become, the harder it is for them to meet men because women generally tend to want a man either on their level or above. Um, do I think that, I think, first of all, most women should shoot for that because, not because you can't meet a good man who has less than you, but because most men don't thrive in that position in a relationship. Um, so even if you would be able to, um, you know, respect him and da 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 da, he might have an issue with it and that could cause repercussions so it's just a headache so I'd say avoid if where possible but even if you do date a man who doesn't have as much as you at this time you need to really be looking at his character like is he a provider mentality man mm. is he somebody with vision is he somebody with drive yeah and if a man is intimidated by you for having a, some bits then he meets, meets none of those criteria no matter what he's got and I think it's really important for us to look at that you know, even above what he currently has, because it's so important to not put yourself in a position to struggle. I really do believe in that. Yeah. The man's mentality is a huge part of that because a lot of people may have money, lose it because they don't have their mind right. You know, so yeah, upgrade who you're looking at and stop talking about what you've got. I, I do think, even though you said you don't know who she is, I actually think me knowing who she is, I do think the idea of like dating higher and like going for different men than maybe you was used to when you were younger is probably part of the problem because that's actually that when me when, when I said to her, Oh, let's pause that and we'll come back to it, that's actually what we started talking about next. Like how do we even think that we're do we what do we think about ourselves and do we think that we're in a position where we want where we can be aligned with the men that we want to align with? Mm. And yeah, so that's a whole nother question a whole nother that maybe that'll be an Instagram live that we do later on in the year. <laughs> yeah, I think we should because this is a great thing to speak about. And like a lot like uh, because part of the battle is, once you've already started t- tackling the inner stuff, it's like really looking at yourself for real, for real, and being like, okay, I'm saying that I want this and that. Look at me, like for real. Look at my mind. Like, look at how I'm conducting myself through life. Is it in alignment with what I'm saying I want? And this is where a lot of people, you know, you should take me as I am. I don't need to check. Yeah, you do. Because you want something that's better than what you're currently getting. you know so it's important like we're not above that and if you are then you're still too much in your ego who cares it's just about you getting what you want 
So it's not about other people. It's about what works best for you, what's easiest for you. Yeah. So I guess like my thinking is a little bit Machiavellian in that way, because I think that it's important in life as much as it is to give and be, you know, treat people well. It's also important for you to do things that make sense for you. You changing, like, it's not always about fighting the power. Like, it's about you being able to do what's right for you in your immediate vicinity. If everybody did that, the world would be a much nicer kind of place. But instead, we're all a lot too busy trying to change things when we haven't even changed things in ourselves. You know, we want to change the world mm-hmm. and change others. But we there are still things in ourselves that need work. And there will always be work. But you know what I'm saying? It's a switch of focus, I think, that needs to be done. It goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning, actually. You kind of almost come 360 about that, that journey of, like, being introspective and being accountable and looking inwards to kind of know what you need to do, need to, do to be more progressive and to better yourself. Um, but before we wrap, I just want to ask you, what do you think are maybe two or three things that women should, should stop or should change when it comes to their habits with dating? Stop dating people that are not really interested in you. That is my, like a really big thing I think you know if we could just do that our dating lives would just improve exponentially stop dating people that are not really interested and you know the nature of the way that men and women tend to approach dating is different so you can't just allow any old guy to be taking up your time because they're not generally as selective and I'm saying generally some men are you know but like by and large not the case. So you're going to get a better experience when you just selectively choose to date the people that are showing you that they're intentional about wanting to get to know you, um, are showing you that they, they're keen and interested to see you, are consistent. That's what genuine interest looks like. It's not patchy. It's not some time-ish. It's not, well, whatever happens, you know, maybe I'll see them, maybe I don't. It's not that. So until you feel that, just don't bother. That I think is one thing that we should stop doing. Stop dating these like sometime-ish lukewarm kind of people. It's just a waste of time for, for everybody. Um, and then second, I'd say, and I'm talking for women that uh, want to feel more feminine or want to lean into that. Don't you just stop feeling like you need to defend yourself and you need to go back to the inner work to help with all of this stuff but try and approach dating with that kind of openness of heart where you're able to see the best in people rather than looking for the worst like realizing that men people they're not the big bad guy that you need to worry about there's a lot of men that just want to meet someone nice you know and I think that we often have this thing where it's like we're we're afraid like we date with fear and it's like oh does he just want this from me and like we all do it but it's just consciously trying to put that to the back and just kind of be open to this is just a person he's probably really nervous you know like it's hard when you're getting to know somebody and men what if you want a man to lead that's also a, a interesting position I can imagine that would feel as quite I'd be nervous, you know, like you want to make sure that this is earned. So it's just like trying to reframe your idea of what men are. I think when you do that, you can, you approach people in general and men, especially with a lot more grace and a lot more like, it's just, it feels better. So I'd say that's two things that would really help people when it comes to, you know, their relationships and interactions with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. So just talk to me a bit about how people can engage with the work that you do. 
So I'm starting a Patreon, which I'm very excited about uh, at the end of this month. And it's just going to be a space where, you know, without the public prying eyes or anybody who's not you know, interested or invested, a space for women to really just let their guard down, talk freely. I'm going to have bi-weekly book club and then um, like Q&As and live discussions on various topics. So it's not coaching uh, in the sense that I've done in the past when I had my group coaching course, but it's going to be just a space to kind of have that private girl talk space. So that is... uh, yeah, it's a Patreon, but it's kind of geared towards self-improvement and a space for women. So, yeah, that's the next thing. Um, and I've got a couple of books that I've written. I don't know when they're going to come out, though, so I won't say anything about that. But for now, Patreon uh, will be the best space. It's very affordable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dope Black Women podcast. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And feel free to email us at info at to let us know what you think and also for any recommendations for future guests too. Bye.